Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Fucking pig. Um, um, I will do you one better while Jeremy figures out his situation. Um, I was with my sweet, sweet best friend's daughter, Hannah, who I love very, very much. And we were at a cookout last night, and Hannah is sitting in a chair and makes the largest fart I have ever heard in my life. And we're all laughing. She is seven. It is hilarious. I am wheezing. And in front of everybody, she goes, I'm a big farter, just like Ashley Pontius. <laughs> and I was like, that's <laughs> great. And literally every man turns and looks at me, and I'm like, I'm so single. I'm <laughs> still alive. <laughs> Um, are we ready to kick off the show? All right. Welcome to Quality Time. We're here. It's Sunday, uh, the funnest of the days. Uh, my name is Eric Woodworth, and I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Mr. Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy. What are you talking about? Oh, who's on the program today? Is it Kevin McAllister? No, it's Macaulay Culkin. There we go. The same. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my God. Macaulay Culkin. You haven't aged a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad's in this movie. Your, dad, your dad's in this movie. Yeah, I do. We he are... also he also used to date Melissa Leo, and he had problems. <laughs> oh man, he had to be able to deal with a divorce and a court order. <laughs> Uh, of course, you're referring to uh, uh, the movie tonight we're going over, which is Chud or Home Alone, the prequel to Home Alone, where uh, starring the great John Hurd, uh, who of course plays the dad in Home Alone, uh, playing uh, Mr. George. But he was Cooper. also great in Altered States and uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman. And there was a, uh, you know what else? He, uh, I think he dies in the Pelican Brief too, and he has the he he really shows off his dad bod in the Pelican Brief. I think he's also head of Hydra. Is he the head of Hydra? Yeah. No, that's John Hurt. Yeah, I think Sorry. you're. You think you're. And getting... also, when the alien came out of his belly, too, that was great. That is great. That is great. John Hurt. Um, I'm also joined by the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm good, Daddy. Welcome back to the program. So much to go over this week. Um, you know. The I think we need to backtrack exactly one week ago uh, to this very day. Uh, Ashley came to the murder mystery show, and we 
got to see a physical altercation. Yeah, yeah. man. Did you get to see anybody's um, genitals touched? Uh, uh, yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, I had to unclench the monkey paw off of said genitals so uh, they didn't get ripped oh. off. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, we'll go over this briefly just so our listeners can hear. Uh, if if not, you've probably heard it on Laugh Finder and the Robin Joe Show gave a or ninety eight rock or ninety eight rock. I guess this is like bad, they but, need our advertising. Yeah, I don't even know about that station you speak of. Is that the one with let's Mickey talk Coachella? About, <laughs> let's talk about one hundred point seven The Bay. Yes, we're talking about Matt Davis at one hundred seven The Bay, followed by Huber <laughs> in the afternoons, and everybody else. That was very nice to us when you did your gig. Who Matt uh, Davis? Uh, yeah, he yeah, wrote, you did your. Uh, Oh, Matt Davis is a, is a one of the kindest people I've ever met in my entire life. I I I, I say that he, all and with all sincerity. That was still when he was ninety eight rock doing like the twelve to three shift in the middle of the night. That is true. That is true. Even though he'd been there for like twenty five years. No, I love Matt Davis. So, um, uh, Ashley and I uh, are 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 bystanders to this. Uh, basically, there was a uh, a man who. Um, a, group, a table of folks that tried to walk out on their check at the end of the night. Now, there was some confusion about uh, a payment being voided because it was incorrect, but then they didn't want to pay, but then they wanted a receipt, and then it all got out of hand and eventually ended up in uh, the doorman slash local comedian Garrett Harvest. Actually, uh, uh, the, the, the drunk guy swung on him, and then Garrett Harvest quick two-pieced him with a biscuit and then put that guy on the ground pretty fast. And then uh, things were getting heated, and Garrett was all flustered because you know you get attacked by some random drunk guy, right? That is being belligerent. You need to maybe cool off a little bit, and that's when good friend of the show steps in, Tommy Simbazo. And I see Tommy before he goes over there. With listen, I tell you this, he spoke with a tone and sincerity that really was trying to find a way out of the situation, right? Or at least presenting that. But I was watching the guy's mannerisms, and I was like, you know, Tommy Simbazo is not going to take that level of disrespect for very long. (laughs) And I remember, like, I kept going over to Ashley and Rob and, like, the folks in the lobby. I was like, "Uh, uh, Tommy's going to fight that guy in a minute, And in case you guys don't know. Like, if you guys don't see that, like, I just know the combustible elements that are coming together, and I was just like, he might take that for, like, once, twice, and then things are going to get out of hand. And then, at one point, this this belligerent drunk guy says... um, he was just like, well, my wife was in there, and I'll push through anybody to get to my wife. And then he looks at Tommy, and he's like, and I pushed through you, too. And Tommy looked him dead in the eye. He goes, I'm not the one. <laughs> I am not the one. <laughs> and I was just like, at this point, I have moved myself into a position close to Tommy, not to back Tommy up. I am there to make sure that Tommy doesn't hurt him badly. That's where, that's where, uh, truthfully, that's where I'm at. I want to make sure that he doesn't go full Kill Bill, eyes red, rip this guy apart. Um, 
things escalated where he finally swung on the smallest guy in the room, which is name is a uh, shout out to Mark, who is uh, a bartender there, a server, a jack of all trades, if you will. At he the hit news. Mark Unger? No, 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 Mark, uh, Mark Tipton. Uh, and uh, oh my gosh, when he swung on him, Tommy went underneath his armpit. Uh, started to try to subdue him, and then they both went through the double locked doors of Magoobies, breaking the glass a little bit, and then tumbling out into the lobby area. Uh, I very con- first of all, and this lady and this guy, he goes, "My husband, my husband." That's all you heard for the like three or four minutes. My husband. I'm like, shut up. Anyway, I get over there, and Joe's like, "Tommy, don't hit him. Tommy, don't hit him." And I come over there. And uh, apparently, I walk over, and Tommy just has a full grip of this guy's balls. And he goes, monkey grabs the peach. And then I was like, Tommy? I gently put my, I I mean, I gingerly put my hand on his shoulders like, please let the drunk man's balls go real quick. And then... (laughs) 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 And then uh, he got yoked out. Anybody seen the movie Street Fighter? Uh, Yeah, yeah, with with Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, no, the uh, the original uh, one with the guy from Kill Bill, who's now like sixty something, who runs the uh, David Carradine. No, no, he's the original Street Fighter, where he has like uh, little things on his arms that keep him from hurting his inner arms with metal. But during one of the fight scenes, the somebody rapes somebody, and he literally rips his genitals off. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. I no, I haven't seen this, but it's a kung fu movie, I assume. In the beginning of um, uh, True Romance, uh, Slater is watching all three Street Fighter films, which is Street Fighter 1 and 2 and uh, Sister Street Fighter or something. Oh, I have never seen it. Although, I wouldn't be uh, unwilling to check it out on Quality Time, but if we're going to go into a a movie with martial arts again, uh, I have a very, very top pick that I want, and that would be the the movie Ricky O, which I think we should do cover sometime. Are you familiar with Ricky O, uh, Ashley? I am not. Uh, do yourself do yourself a favor when you're on the Google YouTube's. Just type in Ricky O highlights, and I guarantee you, you will be shocked and dismayed. What year did it come out? Uh, I want to say early '80s, maybe probably early '80s around there. If, if, if you watch okay. the uh, Craig Kilborn show, you would have seen parts of uh, Ricky yeah, O, she, where the guy is smashing the guy's face like a like a cake between his hands. Yeah, there is one scene where he just pops some guy's head like this with his bare hands, oh, and it shit. explodes. And he punches one fat guy and pulls out all of his intestines. But it's also a oh. kung fu movie. It's pretty badass. Okay, I might actually like be super into this right now okay so like hey do you uh, imagine big trouble in little chinatown you know the part where like the guy gets real fat and explodes but imagine that for every scene of the movie that's that's what the whole ricky o movie is literally the martial arts uh version of toxic avenger yeah no that's very accurate yes yes absolutely okay i might be down for that okay okay i i won't give away much at the beginning of the film when they like they try to beat up an old guy and he literally falls on a nail on the floor right on his face. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I, you know what? Okay, let me let me do some investigating and maybe maybe I'd be down for it. Maybe that's a future episode. You're right. I mean, watch it with like your nephews, like four or something, so you can be <laughs> traumatized for life. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> 
So, uh, hey, I, I, um, I think it's that time of the day again where we should probably get a little taste of Honest Ash. Uh, sure. Okay. Oh, and it's about that time again for another segment of Honest Ash. And here's Ashley Pontius. Oh, hello, listeners. Several years ago, the movie Happy Death Day had come out in theaters. And I decided to take my mother to go see it opening night. And while I waited in line to be led into the movie theater, the previous showing was letting out. And a girl got on her cell phone in front of all of us and loudly told the person on the phone who the killer was in the movie before we could get into the theater and see who it was. And I had a psychotic break and I snatched the phone out of that girl's hand, took her wallet out of her pocket, took money out of her hand and told her she was going to pay for my goddamn ticket. I had to be escorted out and wasn't allowed back for several months. This is Honest Ash. Wow. Tune in again next week for more semi-misdemeanor crimes by the one, the only, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley. Isn't it kind of obvious that it was Bill Murray? Yeah. I can't explain though, like the idea that you paid money. I still stand by what I did. I know it's psychotic, but like, hey, no, no, no. Hey, fact- I actually, I'm on your side with that. It's Thank extreme, you. and I wouldn't do it, and I would be very uncomfortable if I was. It, in your I don't even care if it was an eight year old. You beat up a child. We're still gonna take their money and still gonna make them pay for it. Here's what bothers me: the fucking nerve to walk past a line of people who have just paid waiting to get into that movie and you rudely stand there on your phone and describe every twist and turn in the movie including who the killer is i cannot like i get i don't actually have tinnitus that i'm aware of but when i start to have a mental break i hear the ringing in my ears and yeah i i could not process what was happening and I still feel the satisfying moment to this day of snatching the phone out of her hand, ending the call, and reaching into her pocket for her money. I've never felt <laughs> so goddamn empowered. Um, now I feel bad standing outside of uh, the uh, movie theater with a big line um, for like a half hour straight, just saying, and then I wasn't even talking to anybody on the phone, I was just pretending, saying, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is the sixth sense. I just saw Bruce Willis is dead to the whole damn thing. Go figure <laughs> oh, that shit yeah. out. I'll tell you, Jeremy, if I was old enough when that movie came out and you would have done it, I would have shot you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as Die Hard. It wasn't any. And hey, special. if you were alive back then, you really would have been a trendsetter for movie theater gun violence. So shout outs, <laughs> Ashley. Uh, the- what can I say? <laughs> I uh I I did a similar thing. I ruined uh I ruined a movie for a bunch of moviegoers once. Uh I walked out and uh uh it was the movie You're horrible. Well, I did well, just hear me out. I walked out of the movie Titanic. And I told them the boat sinks at the end and there was man, people were pissed. <laughs> you know, Eric Eric gave me Eric gave me like all of his uh his Walking Dead comics. And I know he he'd get like every single one as fast I assume that he got everyone as as soon as it came out. So somebody posted a picture online when uh, Negan started being part of the series. And uh, literally there's a picture of Negan holding Alpha's head 
in, in his hand saying, well, you look at this. And I was like, so Eric, did you, uh, did you see the comic? Did you see the episode soon? It's like, uh, where, where alpha gets her head cut off by Negan. And he's like, no, cause I haven't read the comic. You fuck. Eric. <laughs> Which I assume he looked at the comic and the comic had been well, out for a while. I, I stopped reading the comics when it started the whisperer saga. Like I read the first mm. part of it and I was like, eh. and, and then, she was an awful character on the show. I think the comics would have been the better show is bad in general. The yeah. show is completely unwatchable in my eyes. Um, well, Look, you know what? Maybe we're all terrible people because I'm constant. I'm constant. I can't even say it. <laughs> I am constantly ruining things for Eric. I'm always like, "Hey, I hate to spoil the ending, but you're gonna die of a heart attack." No, oh, <laughs> spoiler alert! Not not before the self inflicted gunshot wound takes me, though. Don't worry. <laughs> How dare you say that when there's bigger chance of me driving off the road than having a heart attack? <laughs> the fact that Eric thinks. That he's going to get shot by his own hand is hilarious. <laughs> hey, remember that last thing you said to your wife and then she killed you? <laughs> Eric Eric wants to go out like one of his favorite comedians, Phil Hartman style. Oh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, I'm, I've never was a big Nirvana fan, if I'm going to be honest with you. Hey, don't don't <laughs> so, let your wife take cocaine, by the way. Well, I was I was mm. just about to say we could make that real. Give me a little cocaine again. Get me mad at Eric. We could definitely make this work. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, cool. I, I'm glad we're really streamlining my death. I'm, I'm a big fan of how this is all going. As if either of you are gonna die before me. Whatever. We need oh. we need our own death pool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Jeremy has to be the highest, clearly. I mean, if we're ranking, ranking. I mean, we're talking any day now. Yeah. I mean, every day he's on. I'm not, I plan a backup guest every week just for your untimely demise. I'm pretty sure I already died of COVID, and I am like Bill Murray, and I just will be living until the end of time just as a, a blasphemy of God. So, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of fair. The fact that I can't seem to die, especially after that accident this weekend, I'm like, I can do anything I fucking want. <laughs> Yeah, do you want would you like to tell our listeners about the uh, the accident? Oh yeah. So listeners, if you haven't heard, I had a great Memorial Day weekend as we just discussed earlier. I watched a fight. I got mad at Eric, and then after I got mad at Eric, I hit a deer and killed it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ah, Where man, was what this? A, uh I70. Heading home to Pennsylvania. Yeah, how fast area. were you, how fast were you going when you when you smacked this some bitch? Uh, so speed limit, so maybe like sixty five, seventy, like Damn. give or take. And yeah, I the minute I saw her was the minute I was hitting her, and I'm like, let's just do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Out of a bitch. And, uh, and her neck fucking snapped, and I'm just sitting there. I only stopped because I had to. Uh, so I pull, <laughs> I pull over because I see my headlights gone. And uh, I just kind of pull off and I look at the car and I'm like, that's because that's what I get. Right. Like the deer gets to die and I get to live and pay for what she did. I I think I think I speak for everybody on this show that we are glad that you are in a well and not physically injured from from said accident. And now your car looks kind of listen. It's like uh, it looks very post apocalyptic. It's cool. I got to tell you, Eric. (laughs) Not everybody on this podcast shares your feelings about my recovery, but um, oh, no. When you were when you were eating the deer on the side of the road, did you actually get to uh, taste its uh, soul essence? That's just like a tiny little light near its heart. Yeah, well, I mean, I cut out the heart 
gotta cut that out first. Uh, right. Suck life source. As um, the police pull up no, and you're I just didn't... going, Kalima! Kalima! <laughs> um, no, I did not burn up the heart, but I did eat its monkey brains. Um, no, <laughs> I, uh, I called Eric after I hit the deer. I was like, hey man, I know you can't help me, but this sucks. So Eric talked me through it, uh, talked me into not pushing the car over South Mountain. Um, and uh, $350 later, I fixed the headlight. And then sometime in a month or two, I'll spend another 1000 to make the car look nice again. Oh, man. But all replaceable things, unlike the irreplaceable Miss Ashley Pontius. I actually have uh, Kyle McLaughlin from the movie The Door is taking care of my soul in a suitcase that can only be opened with the, uh, the number 666. Oh, so. so you were the thing in Pulp Fiction? No, Kyle McLaughlin, because that's not a, he wasn't a cool enough Doors player in the band. Okay. So I'd enough. rather have like the keyboardist than that guy who played was the fake guitarist from the Doors. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I had a great. I've had a great week. Hashtag not. But you know what? We just keep showing up. So let's get into our movie tonight, man. Okay. Get into it. Hey, can, can I, I, I got one last thing to share. One last thing. I know we're running a little bit late. What, what else is new? Right. But uh, I was, I, I was playing call of duty this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I got friended by like a guy with like six other guys. He's like, Hey, you want to play solo, but play as a team so we can win. I was like, well, that's like, a horrible way to play the game. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. We'll just, you know, we'll probably get reported and everything. And uh, finally, some uh, chick chimed in. She was like uh, maybe 18 or something. She's like, yeah, guys, I only play a little while, but I got to get off soon. And I was like, oh, and then you got to stop playing the game, too. And everybody was silent. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. I'm the bad one. Sorry. Good bit. Good bit. Um, yeah, because he's gonna get off. Yeah, I we got it, we got it. Um, I I went to um I went to a show last night uh hosted at Shooters in Pasadena, Maryland. Okay, now I had been to Shooters a decade before, and I know this place is one thing only. It's where the Severn River Rugby team would go after they played games, and it was a total shithole. That's all I knew Are about. You really this place. allowed to shoot up in the bar while you're yes, drinking? it is pro heroin heroin friendly byoh so wow uh i'm in there and uh first of all everything about this room says this is going to be bad comedy everything about there's nothing that's going to be conducive of being comedy show first of all there's like 10 tvs they don't turn any of the tvs off it's all just tvs running people it's a wide open area it's a loud noisy bar there's people dining the show's starting at nine o'clock there's six children that are in the crowd. Six, children, <laughs> six children that are in the crowd. There go all my dick jokes. So I see my old friends though that are there that have all been duped into going into the show. Uh, Bill Monahan, shout outs. Todd Fleming is there. Uh, some old faces I hadn't seen in a while. Sweet Sandy Bernstein and Jay the Chameleon. Uh, uh, all folks that I know that are up there. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a couple. Uh, what's the? Oh God, why can't I ever remember the guy's name? I think his name's Mark, the guy with no uh, with robot legs that's always up at the wits end. Oh my God! Uh, no, Jeff, Jeff King. Jeff King, yeah, Jeff King was there. Hey, Jeff King did I a great job too. Jeff mm-hmm. King, Jeff, Jeff King did a great job too at the at the show. So I'm up fourth in this lineup, right? 
and there's children there. And I just keep telling them, like, this is everything I thought this show was going to be when I showed up here. Everything. So I've already, in my mind, I've said, I'm not going to do one actual joke. I'm just going to do the best riffs that I can and get the fuck out of here. I get up Aren't there. you allowed to just go to the mic and just start making farty noises yeah. if there's kids in the crowd? You know, you can do whatever you want. It's your mic time, Jeremy. But I'm going to tell you what I did with mine. I got up there, and the first thing I did, I was like, who here remembers what a shithole this place was? Now they've upgraded it to, like, a nice grandma's basement instead of just a complete derelict fucking shithole. Everybody's like, yeah, I remember. I was like, this place was bad. I said, this place looked like the house at the beginning of the Goonies before they get into the catacombs to find One-Eyed Willie's treasure. Hey, that... Hey, that fucking crushed in this room. Okay, so now and there I got was my... actual retard tied up in the basement. Yes, uh, yes, Steve, using a hard R. That's exactly what I did in front of these strangers. <laughs> Correct. So uh, I did. Uh, I go. Um, I go. I was like, and the children had all left. I was like, where do you think the six kids are? Do you think they're not looking for One-Eyed Willie's treasure? They're still here. They had to go in through the thing, right? So that, that was doing was doing well. I then told the, the people that I've. And this is a joke I've done before. But I know a wounded warrior in uh, Joe Cash now, so I really just recycled this joke. And I said, hey, give it up for Jeff King because he went right before me. I was like, Jeff, Jeff is a great guy. I was just like, uh, a lot of people get into comedy to become rich and famous. But, you know, Jeff is a little bit different. He blew up before he got into comedy. And, hey. (laughs) 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 Ashley, is that that too much for you? Um, Did he really lose both of his legs? Or yeah, just one? he lost both of his legs uh, serving our country. But then uh, I, t- I told him uh, Jeff had a good laugh at it. And then I uh, I go on to say, I was like, I'm just kidding, guys. His mom is a Terminator. So uh, he, was, uh, wow. he was born this way. Mm, Eric, you are more than half the man Jeff is. <laughs> I'm so glad that they haven't made a, a porno called the fuckinator that has to come to, to you and fucks you until you die. Yeah, I, 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 that's coming out. That's actually Arnold's new project. Uh, I, 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 heard, I heard this thing and I was like, I will do it. It sounds great. I get to have lots of sex and, and get to touch, fuck lots of women as a Terminator. Come on. It feels like I, a like, most I like Jeff's porno, Robocock. <laughs> Robocock. <laughs> Yes. And sadly, sadly, uh, Schwarzenegger, much like Kid Rock, actually does fuck his maid. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. But overall, hey, the show went really great, and then uh, I, I had a, I had a great time. I feel like I broke the room open because Sean Leverett went up right after me. He started having a great set. We had the crowd's attention, and it went really well. Oh, so good. I was uh, I was happy. Uh, All six overall. children in the end were yeah, going, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I love Sean Leverett. He's he's the best comedy daddy. Shout out to my comedy hey, daddies. I will say that Sean Leverett talked to me. He was just like, he was like, you know, you say some real, he was like, let's think about his legs. That was ignorant as fuck. You just like Matt Brown. He always says ignorant shit about Jeff's legs. <laughs> <laughs> and that did make me laugh. So. The first time I ever met Jeff, I was like, Jeff. You got new legs. <laughs> oh my! Look at your magic legs, <laughs> Lieutenant Jeff. Oh man, that's my favorite line from the movie Punchline. I agree. I agree. So, uh, are we ready, ladies and gents, to get into tonight's film extraordinaire? A movie that, hmm, how to describe it? 
Um, it's, it's called Chud. It is called Chud. And I did. Can we tell people what the actual na- name of the movie means? Uh, yeah, so that is a. I mean, this movie really is a mystery behind the name Chud. And Jeremy, you prepared a little song to, to, to school our listeners on uh, what Chud means. Yeah. All right, so without further ado, Jeremy Woodworth's. This song is like eight minutes long. Chud. Well, again, we will play some. It's time for Chud. Chud, you know it. C-H-U-D. Chud. It's Chud. Chud. Everybody knows what Chud means. Chud. Everybody. Probably my favorite one. <laughs> oh man, that there's was, only one more left. There, there was another one left, but you know what? I like to tease so people we'll go to the that. end of the episode and hear mm. it in its entirety for that last by the way, big old punch. By the way, the last one my wife made up. Oh, Charl- is that the Charlton Heston one? No, no, the last last one. Uh, no, the the what was it? Jeremy said about homosexuals, uh, uh, castrated homosexuals castrated. using dildos. Yeah. Happy Pride Month. (laughs) So, Chud, uh, which actually... uh, Taste the the rainbow. Which actually means uh, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. 
or does it? We'll go through the movie oh. and find out. Perhaps it has another meaning. I wonder if it has a double meaning. Oh, there's so many meanings for Chud. Like cannibalistic um, something un- eating dolphins. Yes. Un- uh-huh. Um, I have to say, uh, it's not as good as Eric's movie, Chode. Um, but I just want to know. <laughs> the porno version is Chode. 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 Don't be chode. What I also want to know is, Eric, have you always known that you ripped our logo design off of this movie? <laughs> I didn't rip it off of this. I ripped it off of, the, I, first of all. Our logo design is ripped off of the Dawn of the Dead. So look at- he stole it. He stole it from Star Wars. It's it's a hundred. We, we all stole it from somebody else. By the oh, way, by the way, the stencil font is not. Did I steal it from Mash too, or did I steal it from? Yeah. Where, where exactly did you like to put the stealing part from? <laughs> You know, anytime there's a period before anything, then you know it's stolen from Mash. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, every, oh, I should do a I should do a, a song about Mash. Mash, Molly's Me. always rushing. <laughs> <laughs> Mash. Oh, by the way, Sally Kellerman, friendly enough as an old actress, you think you could get it on with her? She was oh. unbelievably friendly, and I would I would not married definitely hit that action. So. I like you know what I get that because if you know I. You know, if any woman shows even the slightest interest with you, that is sex. Um, you know, that, uh, the other the other old woman means. who I really could have had a chance with. Who's that? The sister from The Sopranos. Oh, the sister from The Sopranos. Oh okay. yeah, the ter- Terrence, the ter- ter- Turturro, the other Turturro. I can I just say something? I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, she, she kissed my kissed my cheek. And hey, more friendly than Sally Kellerman. You, hey, so. if you were if you were a famous person, did you just like man, that guy with the fucking that guy right there, that guy, the bald head with the weird patchiness and the clown makeup, yeah, him. No, I was not wearing clown makeup. <laughs> All right, but a lot of chicks are into the clown thing, except when I start sweating like um like a crackhead. Yeah, so. and you look like you look like a fucking soft serve cone on a 99 degree day. Yeah, I, I could imagine that being horrible. I, I look like one of the Nazis at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, you know, with yes. my eyes falling out as I melt. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the cast is led up by, uh, of course, John Hurd from Home Alone, who's playing George Cooper. Daniel Stern, uh, also of Home Alone fame and uh, many other movies. I personally know Daniel Stern best uh, uh, from the Wonder Years as the great narrator. So the only thing that can make this movie better is having Donald Trump, who's also in Home Alone Two. Yes, he is in he isn't well, Home Alone Two. That's correct. Well, I have to say, actually, Eric, I didn't even know that he did that. Um, I best know Daniel Stern from my dad, one of my dad's favorite movies, which is City Slickers. Oh, or City Slickers Two: The Search for Curly yeah. Gold. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he's also in another horror movie, a sci-fi horror that I would love for us to do sometime because I don't think we've ever covered it. Uh, called Leviathan. I don't mm. think you guys have ever covered wow. Leviathan. No. I've... Have you ever seen Breaking Away? I don't think so. That's a 70s movie with um, Daniel Stern, uh, Dennis Quaid, and uh, uh, damn it, who's the fourth one? Oh, yeah, the the, the, the guy who just did the uh, the new Freddy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, who's uh, kind of a midget. Personally, we're a bushwhacked family, but that's fine. You know, it's... <laughs> 
It's whatever you guys want to do. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it also stars uh, Kim Greist, uh, who plays Lauren Daniels. Uh, she's from the movie. Uh, w- she's been in movies like Brazil, Throw Mama from a Train, Homeward Bound. She's the mom in Homeward Bound. Uh, That's what I remember. She's, al- she's also been featured on another movie we've done for Quality Time. And I'll pose it to you. Do you know what other Lord, uh, Kim Geist Greist movie we've covered? Um, I'll give you a hint that doesn't totally give it away. Jeremy will know it if I give it to it, but we'll just say it's part of the uh, uh, the Silence of the Lambs universe. Oh, Manhunter! There you go. Bam, got it. Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, uh, the uh, the wife in that as well. So I forgot I was she say, was in that. In LA. And there is a special big old cameo in this movie by none other than a very young, rather slender, looking like a fucking supreme pie. John Goodman, who uh, looks great in this movie, even as a you speaking part. Him a supreme pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've never been like, "Hey, you look slender, like a supreme pie." <laughs> I'm pretty sure his fellow cop is uh, is also uh, the guy that ran the pizza shop in uh, Mark and Mindy season three or four. I, I I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked up on that because that was going to be my next thing. So uh, it opened- I watched a lot of Mark and Mindy back in the day, fucker. I know. I get it. I got it. So uh, this movie opens up with a lady getting pulled into the sewer right from the get-go. Uh, really kicks it off into high gear as she just... <laughs> the laziest synth work you'll ever hear in a movie. At least the dog was okay. Uh, but yeah, crazy monsters right from the sewer. In the first like 10 minutes of this movie, you get to see three uh, assumed deaths within like the first minute and a half of this movie. Which or is does fun. she die? Or does she? Or is she just becoming another chud herself? Uh, we get to meet George uh, Cooper, who is uh, obviously played by John Hurd. Uh, and I can tell you that of all the actors in this, he is acting circles around everyone else in this movie. And like he's taking his part very seriously and then and doing the best he can. And then it's juxtaposed with Daniel Stern and his goofy ass delivering lines, which and also trying to be serious, which is very, very funny to me, uh, watching that dynamic. It's like you would never put these two together and be like, this, you know what, this is going to be good chemistry right here. But uh, uh, nevertheless, they do. Uh, he gets a message from Derek, who uh, uh, writes the local paper there in New York City, and uh, he has to get some pictures of a bag bum lady that he can't find so he can run this story. So uh, George and Lauren uh, live together, and they have a shoot that day. Uh, we also briefly get to meet uh, landlord Francine and her little kid, which, honestly, she's Francine is a kind of hot for a slumlord in New York City. No? Yeah, I think that's fair. Like they, she looks like hot, and they just like here, put this gray wig on. Also, you'll have a young child. It makes no sense at all, but I like. I do it. agree with that, right? Like, <laughs> like it doesn't make you like you're no. the old slumlord uh, here, but also you have a child. Uh, no, it, it is it is weird. You're hundred percent right. There are parts of this movie as we get into it that I'm like, oh wow. It's fairly well, like, parts that are so fairly well constructed and characters that are good and parts that I'm like, yeah, this is a solid, 
solid movie. And then it constantly takes a left turn into Weirdsville. And I'm yes. like, this is, I need some weed for this. <laughs> so uh, Lauren actually goes down to the basement where she's allowed at her apartment building to just store stuff because that's what apartment complexes do. And uh, uh, she does hear some weird scraping at the, the grate to the sewer system down there. Ooh, very scary. And uh, outside, Francine... Uh, basically spots a bum who gets sucked down through the fucking uh, 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 sewer drain while he's under, like he's in the boxes but she hears this commotion as she gets and all she does is like move the boxes around and just see a giant bloody stain where he like got sucked through a drain so uh, very scary stuff early on in the film here. by the way the trivia lied yeah says that this is John Goodman's first role in a movie hello Revenge of the Nerds. Hello, the Jeremy, survivors. Yeah, guys, Jeremy is frantically typing a correction into IMDb right now, and he—I'm telling you—I've never seen—I've never seen. I'm doing this. it in my blood, and I'm writing it out in crayon as well. I'm drinking my live wire, and I still have about ten cases left. So. uh... They, uh, she then we get to meet Captain Bosch, who is uh, Captain Bosch is played by uh, Christopher Curry, uh, who's been in. I find it funny because Christopher Curry, he's a great character actor, but uh, he's been in movies like uh, Flags of Our Fathers and uh, critically acclaimed films like Sully, uh, as recently as uh, a couple of years ago. And then, uh, I love when somebody has like these great credits and also the movie Chud is part of like <laughs> there like I there's nothing that makes me happier than when I see things but, like that. But wait, can I ask though Eric, what do you think is better? Having Chud on your list of credits or having Chud to Bud the Chud on your credits? <laughs> Man, hey, they're both they're both good. And honestly, I'd watched Chud 2 before I'd seen Chud 1. This was my first viewing of the original Chud uh was was today. Just so. bananas to me. Uh I, I'm sure I'm sure that Patrick Kilpatrick if he put Toxic Avenger on his uh, list of movies would be good, but he quit because the director wanted him to put a shotgun in a baby's face. So, I understand that. Um, you know, some that. people are, you're either for the business or you're not. And if you're not willing to abuse children, uh, you can't make it in Hollywood. And we all know I will, that. Uh, <laughs> I will put a shotgun in any baby's face any day. For like <laughs> I'll do it for $10 if you want. Uh, so, Bosch tells. Uh, uh, his uh, one of his lieutenants Hayes that uh, they just filed the Kirby as a missing person. It's not a murder. We don't have a thing. Uh, Hayes is actually played by the great Vic Palazzo, so another great character actor uh, that you get to see here early on in the film. And uh, then uh, he calls up his commander to tell him what's going on. Right. Chief, this is Bosch. Look, I can't keep a lid on this any longer. You've got to. You don't understand. I can't. No. Chief! You don't understand. It's not my decision. I know that, but... Well, if you know that, then you know there's nothing I can do about it. You've got your orders, Bosch, Now I'll carry them out. Oh, and hangs up on his bitch ass. So, uh, Bosch has to dodge questions from a local reporter, Murphy, on his way to go question the bag lady who has been, uh, brought into the station for questioning. Uh... George, in the meantime, or Cooper, uh, leaves the shoot, which he hates because his girlfriend is all naked trying to sell this corporate crap to everyone. <laughs> is, uh, there any, is there any other cops at the uh, station, like, say, Ryobi or uh, Milwaukee or Craftsman? 
Yes, yes. Other than Bosch, I got you. I got you. Which can I just say that that photo shoot? Whenever he complains that she's like doing nude photography, well, I'm like, first of all, she's covered up, and I honestly didn't realize she wasn't fully nude because that is what I look like, fully nude. I also look like a bearskin rug. Oh, that was the skin. That's just oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Bjork looks like when she takes her clothes off, because otherwise she shaves. Yeah, I've I have always said that if I was a '70s porno mag, I'd be called Fur and Flesh. <laughs> fur and Flesh, welcome to something. Uh, to be a to be a furry without actually having to wear a suit. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like an overgrown ferret. Yeah, I wonder why no furries dress up as Robin Williams because he was. <laughs> He was pretty furry, yeah. Also, as as Mrs. Doubtfire, but with a dog suit. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm, Mr. I'm Mr. Doberman Fire. Uh, so, uh, how do you like my butt plug? <laughs> next, uh, oh, George leaves uh, because he gets a call from the bag lady at the precinct asking her to bust him out, uh, bust her out, and hopefully get some pictures in the process that he needs. Uh, Next, we get to meet AJ, played by Daniel Stern, who is uh, seems like a bit of a, a sleazy guy, but he's running a soup kitchen, but it's for pay. And uh, I got to be honest with you, all these disappearances are becoming a problem for his business. I've been looking all over for these people. I can't find them. Where do you think they'd be? Well, some of them are street people. They're probably out on the street somewhere, but I got undergrounders here, people who live underground. I know that people who live underground, so what? So that's the people that are missing. Look, in my, in my cellar, I got a hole broken through the wall. That hooks up with an old sewer system down there. It's a regular labyrinth of tunnels and caves. That's where these people live. Ten, twelve of my regulars. They come up here for soup every day. Those are the people that disappeared. All of them? Yeah, all of them. But it's just my underground people. You understand that? Since when? Since it's been almost two weeks now. I haven't seen any of them for two weeks? No. One guy. Val. Only Val has uh, survived the uh, the horrors of the underground sewer system of New York. But uh, Val isn't, uh, isn't what we call mentally stable. As uh, I do love this little cameo by... I, I didn't pull the actor's name for this who plays Val, but goddamn, I love this little line. I put this on par with... with Anything Quentin Tarantino has ever written right here. Val, I understand you used to live underground. What made you change your mind? On each side of the throne, there are four living creatures filled with eyes in front and behind. Creatures? Talking about your friends? They still down there? I know your work. You go by the name of being alive, and you are dead. Now listen, pal. Dead! <laughs> he just brandishes a knife they and tries to stab him. Power to shut the sky. They have the power to shut the sky. 
And then after that, the magical skull came out of the fire and told me that I could achieve anything. Shout out to Tommy Simbazo. Uh, <laughs> that is, yeah, he is having a that's, bad that's trip Tommy right level. now. <laughs> God, that got me. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Val is uh, not giving great one, but very, very scary moment there for a moment as he overacts that entire scene. I really, I got a lot of enjoyment watching him like shake like this. Like, uh, yeah, I got, I can imagine how well that interview, like his audition. I'd love to see the audition tape for that guy's part. I hate to admit this, but that is literally a conversation between Eric and I whenever I'm having some sort of emotional meltdown. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's like I don't want to be here for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm here for you, sweet Ashley. I'm here for you. Now listen. Um, next, uh, we get to uh, uh, George meets up with Ruth, and she takes him to the subterranean sewer system below the uh, the streets of New York City. Uh, she got arrested because she needed a gun. And uh, why do they want so many weapons? Well, maybe because there's giant humanoid cannibalistic creatures that are ready to rip your flesh off. And uh, they go and finally meet one of the guys down there. He says, I, did you get the gun? And she's like, no, but I got some Band-Aids for you. And they're like, oh, cool, let's just check out your wound. And they check it out. And it's a fucking shark bite that is taken out of his... Uh, uh, goddamn leg piece there. I love, uh, and it's like pulsating. Decent little uh, 80s effect right there. I did enjoy it overall. Um, uh, the story becomes more and more convoluted because what is it if you can't just have mutants underneath the system, you also have to attack City Hall at the same time. So Bosch gets to talk to AJ and says that, uh, finds out all the EPA stuff that was left down there from them poking around four weeks ago. And uh, while AJ and uh, uh, and George are in the sewers, or AJ and Bosch are in the sewers, they find a Geiger counter that's giving off high levels of radiation. And something's getting closer and closer. Oh, Jesus, that sounds like a chud. We best get out of here. So, uh, next, uh, we see... They explain radiation on everything. Yeah, you know, and it, all it ever gave me was fucking stage four lymphoma. And, you know, <laughs> for that... <laughs> I don't know, I think I've told you guys this before, but my dad survived Three Mile Island, and every now and again when we'll be hanging out, he'll look at me, or <laughs> he'll see that I've done something stupid, and he goes... Yeah, Three Mile Island didn't affect me at all. <laughs> yeah. That's my feelings. I think the funny... <laughs> I think the funny thing about it is, like, they always talk about, ooh, you can get superpowers or become the Toxic Avenger or maybe you become a mutant. When, in all actuality, you either get brutal cancer or, at best, you just get fingers that look like a flipper. Like, those are the only things that you get out of out of radiation. Look, so. I've, watched the, I've watched the movie. I'm pretty sure if you just pick up a core of any nuclear plant... It just burns your hand while you pick it up. Yeah, this is as hot as the dick is. I like how it's going off the off the rails, and there should be radioactive like particles shooting through their body like bullets the entire time as they start <laughs> bleeding out of their fucking eyes. So, oh, good times. Good it's hard times. to believe that only two people died at Chernobyl. Well, the day of, maybe. Yeah. Over the course of the next couple of years, probably hundreds of thousands of people died. 
Well, well the one guy walked out of the plant, and then all of a sudden a truck hit him, and he he hit into another vat, and he's going. <laughs> <laughs> next, uh, next we see uh, a chud emerge from the sewers and uh, attack some guy just trying to make a call at a payphone, and uh, snatches him up right in front of his daughter. It is very scary as uh, that guy gets dragged off. Uh, next we see. Uh, Bosch called the commission again and says he's going to blow this whole thing up and I'm taking this to the city and uh, and they get to a fucking board meeting because uh, you know I thought what we really needed as action was picking up with this movie was we need to take on the powers that be that have caused this and here we go with that for one thing I have reason to believe that a number of these people have been murdered and I and I believe that these murders are somehow connected to the probe that's going on underneath the streets of this city at this very moment Nonsense, Bosch. Look, we're as concerned about those disappearances as you are, but there's no evidence of murder. And as to any connection with the underground, <laughs> preposterous. I like that this guy, this is, uh, I believe this is the character uh, Walker or Wilson. And uh, Will, Wilson says this line and does everything but light a cigar with a $100 bill. Like, we care about the people. <laughs> like, like, just a real piece of shit. I like that. And then uh, they uh, they show him all the stuff, and it's just denial and lies. Uh, they had broken into uh, George's house and stole some of the pictures that he got from uh, the bums down there, uh, which it's a very weird plot point, but it must be touched upon. Uh, it never gets explained. Anyway, whatever. So uh, Wilson explains, well, there is a little bit of toxic waste in the sewers. Gotta be honest with you. But it's only because the permits won't let us move it out of there. We would literally move it if we were allowed to. So he's just blaming it all on uh, government uh, red tape, which, (laughs) listen, I know what that's all about. You know, you try to build one fucking uh, 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 treehouse strip club and the whole county goes fucking ape shit. You build one mini titty twister and it's, you know, lights out for you and your vampire friends. So strippers love trees. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, uh. Meanwhile, uh, George is getting questioned by Murphy, and that is a useless subplot to this movie. then uh, AJ and Bosch go to see that the uh, the file says Chud on it. Chud? What? C-H-U-D. Here, let me see. Hey, give me that. Where do you think you are? High school? That's a classified government file. Now, what does it stand for? Did I just leave out on here? What does it stand for? And as we went through, uh, uh, we'll find out in a second. He takes a call and he picks back up and we hear this. A cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. A chud, all right? I'm also a master of making acronyms. So is it? (laughs) 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 So It's actually Chinese Hunan... Um, on delivery. Yes, it means... That's, oh, not you. Chris, uh, Chris's hubris under d- drawers. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, uh, 
they uh, they continue on and uh, they uh, then say that the the chud is dead and uh, he goes to show him the chud body as this as weird alien autopsy scene where he shows him like yep here it is with its glowing eyes and everything uh, the chuds do look pretty cool when they're all lit up they have like fire glowing eyes and and the teeth they look like the little thing that comes out like um, if you ever seen the cover of the movie Ghoulies the thing that comes out of there except it's <laughs> yes. man sized and it has glowing eyes that are yellow uh very cool uh character design really should have been called baby chuds baby chuds um you know jeremy future song write this down i need the song baby shark but added with baby chud uh baby chud (laughs) with that uh, i think i've given you enough you know what to do that's gonna take minutes yes so uh they decide that uh you know what we need to go back down there and uh they, they want to send the people back in to do more investigation. But Bosch is like, no, I'm sending people with flamethrowers down there because the NYPD has a flamethrower division that's just ready to go and fucking clean the sewer system out, which I thought was like, I love that they're like, we need to go out there and we're sending people with flamethrowers. Minutes later, he has a whole contingent of people with flamethrowers. I just, <laughs> I love, I love that so much about this movie. The thing about sewers is that sometimes the, uh, methane can get trapped down there so the best way to find it is with a flamethrower that is that is true (laughs) that is true and as a person who's had to do confined space training all of this is not legit it is very dangerous to go into a sewer you have to get a rig with a little thing that can pull you out because you can run out of air down there it's very dangerous so um, how many people know that when uh, miners get trapped in like a small space they will always die if they aren't gotten out of there fast enough and it's not because of lack of oxygen. It's because they die of the methane because they all end up farting and killing each other from their own farts. Oh, I thought it was just because if a miner goes, if a coal miner is like in a confined space for too long and he doesn't uh, uh, drink a fifth of whiskey uh, and, and, and strike his wife, then uh, that actually it, their life force leaves their body. Uh, <laughs> Shout I'm not to- a minor if I'm not beating my wife once a day. God, Damn it. It's been eight hours since I've done it. I don't know how much longer I can hold on. It's <laughs> like my hand is drawn to her face, but I can't feel my hand anymore. Shout out to all the coal miners out there. We have a big, big listening base of coal miners that uh, we know that's exactly how you guys live. So uh, we blame it. Out. We blame it on coal itself. It makes you want to hurt women. Yeah, it's, it's God. Evil, yeah, uh, it is a thing. bad thing. We need to we need to stop coal and 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 that abuse. I agree. So uh, women will never be abused as long as we never use coal. For that our is true. Anymore. Finally, Jeremy, you get it. Uh, meanwhile, George's uh, alcohol is great. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, they send those folks down into the sewer crawl, and uh, in just a total ripoff of the movie Aliens, shits get fucking live down there. As, uh... I see something here in the flames. Are you crazy? Nothing could possibly survive in. Radiation level going up. Get him out of there. <laughs> and the feed cuts off as the chuds uh, quickly overwhelm the guys with flamethrowers right Yeah, away. they really shouldn't have um, put the uh, toxic waste into little dimpy snack cakes to try to, like, um, hide it. Hey, mister, did you try any of these urinal cakes? They're edible now. <laughs> Thanks. 
Uh, Why is it glowing? <laughs> so I love Swiss chud rolls. <laughs> Swiss chud rolls. We should just name the episode that. Swiss chud. You know who my favorite uh, brother actor is? Eric Woodworth? Chud, chud Lowe. <laughs> Rob Lowe's brother. Chud Lowe? Yeah. Ch- I- you know what? That's a good one. And I know I'm alone in this. But I love Chud Hanks. Um, <laughs> Chud Hanks, what that trash boy summer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like uh, I like Chud Nelson. Uh, that's actually ah. <laughs> and, and, and Chud Reinhold. Those are next uh, time I have to come in this sewer. I'm cracking skulls. <laughs> I like that new show with that uh, chick that actually plays a boy named Chud. Um, who? Uh, but she's actually a, a, a woman playing a boy. Chud. Um, I like I that one. Happening. I like that one. Um, I like that one Bruce Willis movie. It's really underrated. Chudson Hawk. Uh, is really anyway. That's the best. That's all the puns I'm gonna do for for that for now. Uh, now the uh, the EPA and the cops o- or argue over how to stop it, and he's like, "My men will autopsy the bodies. There, we'll find a hundred ways to kill them. Not even a big deal. Not we won't even worry about this." Uh, meanwhile, uh, Cooper goes down with Murphy, and Murphy ends up getting fucking sucked off into a pipe, and uh, right before uh, jo- uh, George Cooper's eyes, and he is now terrified at uh, being revealed. Uh, the chuds down there. Did we realize that when he gets sucked in, um, Heard takes his gun and then just takes off running with his gun instead of helping him? <laughs> he doesn't shoot him at all. You're right. He takes the guy's gun. And he's like, all right, later, bye. <laughs> like, I'm glad I got this gun to protect my ass. Fuck you, fucker. <laughs> you dumb, dumb ass. Doesn't even shoot, shoot one pop-off round at it. <laughs> Why don't you shoot your buddy before you run off with his gun? At least put him out of his misery. So, uh, at least they do that in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Daniel Stern's character, AJ, is trying to get people out of there because they're going to gas the whole place and uh, kill all the chuds, but there's tons of homeless people down there. But when has that ever stopped a giant corporation from murdering tons of people? Uh, so AJ then also stumbles upon the rest of them in a nest, which is basically just a giant vat of like toxic waste in the middle of the sewer system where they're all just hanging around like it's a Black Sabbath concert in the middle there. You know, yeah, they like stretching. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I realized? Chuds are just cicadas. (laughs) They they just stay underground, and every seventeen years, they just come out and eat people. I really wish that they could have afforded afforded Shatner when that decision came down. Oh, we're also going to kill the homeless if we do this with the gas. Oh, if I going to kill the homeless with the. (laughs) (laughs) so uh lauren though is meanwhile uh back at her house uh randomly examining a metal grate in the basement and uh she's like hmm maybe i should just open this finally and uh finds the severed head of a dog down in there uh and while that's happening radiation levels are still getting fucking higher as uh aj's character can just feel the uh the chuds closing in on him now, um, did we did we notice something about this that um, chuds apparently don't eat dogs, and the only reason the dog is killed is because it was hanging by its own leash that was being yeah. walked by? Yeah. Oh. 
say, just kind of throughout the movie, can I just say I'm a little bit taken aback by the cavalier nature at which this we discover during the movie, this pregnant woman is around so much radiation and willing to risk the life of her unborn child. She's like, <laughs> I'm sure that my kid is not going to be born with three arms. I, I just I continually did. can't. I do. Yeah. Lauren is, uh, is found to be pregnant in the movie. With, yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, I was caught up in all the other funny things we were talking about. And I, I know I'm super late on this, but now that I think it over that whole scene, just going back for a second, that whole scene where we talk about her pregnancy and I'm like, this was the l- most lighthearted conversation about should we have an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't get over this. So really they've already figured out the answer. She's just going to get radiation mm-hmm. and the kid will turn out like really fucked up and then they'll just smash it mm-hmm. like a bug. Like that's just the way to do it. And that now, you know, how. Now you know how the Manson girls feel. Mm, I was going to say, and that was the magic of Jeremy Woodworth's birth. Uh, that oh. <laughs> is, you know, while you're stabbing somebody like 20 times, you're like, oh, wait, she's pregnant. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> shout out. Shout out Sharon Tate, big listener of the show. Which, which, by the way, Jeremy, you know what, Eric, that was not very nice and and very unfactual how in the world do you expect to believe that their first child was a mutant and then the other three turn out totally fine oh, <laughs> uh they i was well, adopted not, I, they, they found me when when the jackal gave birth to me and like we'll make him our own well and jeremy grew up in the 70s and you know he got they discontinued that cereal called toxicos that he used to feed him all the time <laughs> and we just didn't have access to it <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me that Jeremy's the product of Johnson and Johnson baby powder yes, yes. and DuPont Teflon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeremy actually got the COVID vaccine, the Johnson Johnson one. He's like, oh, this tastes like toxic flakes, just like when I was a kid. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> so, uh, Lauren then finds that mangled dog in the sewer. Oh, there is a brief scene where uh, Bosch has this subplot that his wife's been captured by the Chuds, and uh, they find uh, they find his wife finally. My God, it's his wife! Shit! It's just her Get severed him out of head there. floating in there as he goes to wade in there. Like, oh God, that's my wife's severed head. Get him out of here! And we're like, why? What has changed this at this point? Uh, so. Uh, then, um, hey, why don't you let him pick it up and take it with him? He can't just leave it there. Yes. She <laughs> from New York. Lauren, meanwhile, uh, she's going to take a shower, uh, and uh, she tries to unclog the drain with uh, with the uh, 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 coat hanger, and then as she's poking around at it, <laughs> fucking squirts blood everywhere <laughs> in there. And she's like, oh my gosh. But that doesn't alarm her enough to want to leave the shower right away. She's like, ah, I think we're good. We can, we can handle that. Why why is there blood in in the drain and why does it squirt everywhere? We don't know. Why does it why why is it in the drain and it's all the way up? Like she lives on like the third or fourth floor at least, right? So like it's like it's like Guar used to live there and they they like set up the shower just for her. Yeah, this is this is Odorous's shower. <laughs> We're gonna play a trick on the next tenant. Blood's gonna shoot out of the drain when they use a coat hanger. <laughs> We're from Guar. 
Uh, I like it. Well, that what Guar actually did. It's called. Uh, it, it's actually the the backyard abortion uh, playset where you get to practice on that drain as it just shoots blood up into you. I already uh, love the commercial. My little abortion. My little abortion. <laughs> Scramble its brain. See how fast you can see if you can beat your friends. <laughs> uh, so uh, the next now from ages five up the partial birth abortion. Ne- <laughs> I'll crush its head before it comes out. <laughs> so uh, next we get to see Sweet John Goodman as he's in a local diner. But uh, as the the cops are in this local diner, the chuds from the sewers to uh, descend upon that diner turn it into a goddamn bloodbath, which uh, we really don't get to see all the gory violence that happens within said diner, uh, which is kind of uh, a shame. But uh, which, which would have been the best wrestling scene with John Goodman in a movie ever. I don't know. Raising Arizona and uh, Oh Brother Where Art There have some pretty exactly. good ones. So uh, I would have liked to see John Goodman fight one of the chuds like a Gorn from uh, Star Trek, you know? That would have been pretty well, The episode dope. where he fought Roseanne was pretty good when they got into like the jello and, and the pool and everything. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. I've never been less turned on. <laughs> and I, I could not stop masturbating to that episode. It was like two walruses just going at it. So, uh, mm. the chud then breaks into uh, the landlord's apartment and then I guess kills the kid. We're not really sure. Uh, but it's, I guess that's supposed to be implied. Uh, George then finds, finds, uh, Victor, uh, and the, uh, and, uh, the company has been ripped to shreds. I don't, I don't remember. And then he has to, sh- oh yeah, Victor is that other bum. And then, uh, Vic- Victor's friends have all been ripped to shreds, but Victor is like half chud. So he has to end up shooting, uh, Victor a couple of times. Then Ruth, his friend from earlier, uh, the bag lady comes over and says, you hurt my friend and then knocks him out. But then AJ comes in behind her and knocks him out in what could only be the most fucking ridiculous turn of events one after another that could only be scripted in a movie called chud uh (laughs) i'd really it's just it's almost family guy-esque the 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 (laughs) double turns that happen in that little moment So uh, next, uh, we're reached, we're approaching the big finale of this movie. Uh, Wilson, the main guy from the corporation, is ready to pump the sewers full of gas, but Bosch is not happy with them. And, uh, you know, apparently he's still upset about his dead-ass wife. And uh, they're making up a bullshit story to tell the media. Meanwhile, Lauren is under attack by all the fucking chuds as it breaks into her room. And uh, she's able to douse one with photography chemicals and that disables him because uh, oh god because he's you know his eyes are light and those chemicals react with light and that's how that worked and i just made that up because it makes no sense that (laughs) photography chemicals would do that then uh she she has to fight the other one let it all out These are the things I can... Luckily, one thing that uh, a photographer in New York and a aspiring model have is always a cutlass-style pirate sword that is within their home that she then grabs, does combat with, and cuts one of the other chuds' head clean off. And what seemed like 
a very easy task to do. And I don't understand how flamethrowers did nothing, but a, a woman who weighed 110 pounds easily cut its head completely off like she was the fucking Highlander. So and The best thing is that it wanted to extend its head much like the sweet Henrietta in Evil Dead 2. Yeah, yeah. Very, just to be cut off easier. That is true. Maybe that's what it has to do. It has to grow the neck to be able to cut it off. She didn't even have to use a chainsaw. That's true. That is true. So, uh, did, did anybody mention that she really tries hard to buy the door with like a mini fridge? Yeah, I, I did the the montage of her barring the door and grabbing just very small items to put in front of it. It was very funny to me. She's like, oh, God, I put this table. Quick, get the coffee maker. <laughs> Which... they, couldn't, they couldn't even afford like a real fridge. She's got a mini fridge. Yeah, God, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it. So, uh, while that's happening, uh, AJ and finally meets up with George down in the sewers, and uh, they find all the toxic waste down there, and George is pissed. They must have been dumping this stuff down here for years, right underneath the city. Gotta be Wilson. But what the hell's the NRC got to do with all this? Holy shit. Oh, man. They've been dumping this shit in here for years. Uh, next, the... Uh, uh, the building window and uh, Lauren screams for help as uh, she cuts the power. We already did that. And uh, she douses the chemicals. AJ getting AJ and George are trying to still get out from underneath the subterranean death hole as they find dead body after dead body. Um, then they uh, uh, they finally find what the, the team that got attacked that had video equipment on it and radio back to Bosch. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or they, they've been dumping down here for years. Anyway, they're able to get out of that and uh, get in touch with Bosch, who then tries to get the keys to move one of the trucks that's now blocking one of the manholes so nobody can leave. And uh, he tries to reason with him uh, to get Bosch, Bosch reasons with Wilson to get the keys for him to move the truck. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah? Well, I know what CHUD stands for. Cannibalistic my ass. Contamination hazard urban disposal. You're, you know, you're nothing but the government garbage man. You take industrial waste, you take toxic sludge from every research project, and you dump it right here under the streets of our city. Christ. You can't hide it anymore, Wilson. Now give me the keys. I'm going to get those men out of there. But instead, he pulls a gun on him, but Bosch very easily disarms him and just runs off with the keys. Um, I love that there's another acronym for Chud that just blew our mind. It means you're dumping toxic waste. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm calling my poops from now on. Be like, I'm dumping some chud. <laughs> One in the pink, two in the chud. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey wait a second. You're, you're, you're not part of HUD. You're part of chud. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for contaminated herbi- urban housing, urban and development. Oh, no. Um... Uh, I just, uh, no, that's not going to work. What about like Judge, uh, Judge Ch- Chudney, Chudy, Judge Chudy. Hey. And it's- hey, hey, honey, uh, you know, housing's really hard to get these days. Uh, see, they're selling is, is, that's not a HUD home. It's a Chud home. Hmm. Interesting. It has Chuds in it. <laughs> Eric, I was with you for like a second. Cause I thought you were going to say Judge Chud instead of Judge Dread, but uh, I, went, now I was okay. I was doing I, was I, like, I thought Chud there. 
I could see the letters of Chud, and I was like, "There's a U in Judy," and then I was like, "This will work," and <laughs> my, I could I couldn't make it my work. My favorite thing yeah. is when I can see like a little bit of smoke coming out of the one side of your ear, and I just see you like cranking those gears. You're like, "I'm <laughs> thinking of a premise." <laughs> Well, I will find a bit from this. God damn it. <laughs> Get off my azaleas. Um, oh, my God. I love that movie so much. I don't even know. I've only seen that scene from it, but it is fucking hilarious. Uh, the, that is one of the funniest movies. I have to reference this real quick because you brought it up. There's one of the funniest scenes in cinemas is whenever he complains that she's <laughs> that this woman is standing in his azaleas. I think it was. And. He, oh no, his peonies. He like, my that peonies. bitch is standing in my peonies. And she's like, they're not peonies, they're marigolds. And he's like, I may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch when I see one. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Uh, so uh, AJ and uh, and Coop are, uh, they're trying to get out of the manhole, but man, fucking the chuds are really closing in on them and climbing up the ladder behind them uh meanwhile bosh races to get the truck off of the manhole he gets it off and he's starting to open it but wilson comes back and shoots him and now he's on the ground but and he goes to go hop in the truck wilson does and to go drive around but uh as that's happening, he they're now he's trying to run over the other ones, but luckily Daniel Stern takes the gun, the crack shot Daniel Stern, who is a top notch marksman, takes and shoots Wilson, causing him to crash in not a very high speed fashion, and then that truck then explodes from a body shot to him and that he lightly crashes into a light pole and the truck explodes, which is very, very hilarious to me. And the movie ends with sweet uh, 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 George and Lauren reunited once again, hugging, sweaty, Bosch laying dead, almost dying on the ground, looking up at AJ, who they uh, they uh, uh, so uh, refer to as the Reverend, and they, they looks up and says this. Last shot. your final thoughts on the movie chud i loved chud uh i actually first watched this movie uh with an ex-boyfriend he recommended it i had no idea about this absolute gem of shit uh i love it no it's, it's kind of a great it's not it's not an amazing movie but it's kind of great i i have a special place in my heart for chud and jeremy chud tell us about it i love that it's probably the the truest stories of new york that pretty much all homeless people that go into the sewers turn into cannibalistic monsters and need to die <laughs> because of the toxic waste and the alligators that live in the sewers. I I agree with. And also, all homeless but... people do drugs, so they need to die for that too. That is true. If there's one people that could could withstand the toxic waste to become chuds, then it would be the homeless. They're you know they are invincible. You know they have the strong immune systems. Take a another high word for radiation. Another word for Chud is uh, crack hoovering um, underdwelling uh, bumps. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This was my first uh, 
experience into the Chudiverse. Uh, well, actually, my second run, because I'd actually seen Chud 2 first. I'll say this was a, maybe a slightly stronger version, although I will say Chud 2 is goddamn amazing of how over-the-top <laughs> it is. Uh, I did like Chud 2, uh, which is basically just a Frankenstein's monster version of this movie. Uh, but overall, fun stuff. Uh, Ashley, where can people find you at? Uh, so you can find me on social media at Ashley Pontius Laughs, and you can catch me at Slate Farm in uh, somewhere in Maryland that I'm drawing a blank, uh, June 13th. We'll be doing a show there. Hell yeah. So check out Ashley. She's got big shows coming up. Uh, I don't really have anything on the month of June, so if you're a booker and you listen to the show, book me for something this month. Uh, I'm sure I'll find something to go chest my chops out. Um, Eric, all things Eric Comedy, ericcomedy.com. Uh, links to the show and our merch store are available there. Jeremy, take us out of here. Oh, aftershave. Ah! Shud. It's time for Shud. Just
Jesse. <laughs>